Welcome to the Alchemy of Wellness podcast. Southern Alchemy Wellness LLC is a holistic space and retail store devoted to the support of healthy living in the physical and virtual community. Our physical space is located at 4819 East Bush Boulevard, Suite 104. And we hope that you will come in and see us there. I'm one of your hosts, Tracy Person. And I'm Darren Person, co-owner of Southern Alchemy Wellness. And I'm Howard Word, engineer extraordinaire. We need to find time for movement during the course of our day. It is common knowledge that the USA has an obesity problem. According to some statistics from the CDC website, the U.S. obesity prevalence was 41.9% in 2017. From 1999 to 2000 through 2017, the U.S. obesity prevalence increased from 30 0.5% to 41.9%. Obesity-related conditions include heart disease, stroke, type 2 diabetes, and certain types of cancer. These are among the leading causes of preventable premature death. The estimated annual medical cost of obesity in the United States was nearly $173 billion in 2019. Medical costs for adults who were obese was $1,861. This is higher than the medical cost for people with a healthy weight. With all this information on the internet and loads of other places at everyone's disposal, the solutions and support to healthy weight loss are many. Today we're going to speak to some physical fitness experts to talk about fitness and movement and whether it is for all. Sharing their thoughts on the various aspects of fitness and how to achieve it are certified fitness trainers, Bianca Igwe and Riley Ronnie. Hello, everybody. My name is Bianca. I'm a certified personal trainer. I've been a personal trainer so far for about two and a half years. I have a background in science. I have a biomedical degree from the University of South Florida and Previously, I was a college athlete for about four years. What's up, everybody? I'm Riley. Um, I'm also a certified personal trainer. Uh, I've been certified for just under the amount that uh, Bianca has. I've been about two years now, um, and I'm also uh, an ex-college athlete. Awesome. Welcome, and it's a pleasure to have you here. So we want to get into a little bit of a conversation about whether fitness really is for everyone. I know, Darren, you've been uh, grappling with a definition of what fitness is and what fitness isn't. Yeah, well, I believe that's one of the things we're going to try to establish tonight, uh, a definite uh, or a workable definition that everyone could use on what is fitness because we use the word so often. We tend to not really sit down and think what is fitness and how does that compare with wellness. So speaking with our guest today, we're going to try to unlock some of those mysteries and come up with a workable definition of what fitness really is. So um, I believe the first question I would just go ahead and uh, give to you is what is fitness in your words? I would say fitness is uh, definitely a combination of things that um, you do, whether that be just physically, um, mentally, uh, emotionally, and like outside of actually just working out. A combination of things that you do to get yourself to a certain point, a certain goal, whether that be physically, physical health, mental health, um, or just trying to look look better and, uh, and feel better. Yeah, um, piggybacking on what Riley says, I kind of equate fitness in the words of like training. So, you know, you're training your body a certain way, you're training your mind a certain way, 
you're trying to be at the highest peak in terms of like fitness you, you want to be at your very best at all times so that just goes back and forth to the aspect of training yourself to get to that next level in my opinion so i'm thinking about how sophisticated um fitness and working out has become for us as americans like we go to the gym mm -hmm. Uh, we construct workouts. We're trying to constantly lose weight. But if I'm thinking back like a generation or two ago, um, I don't think that my grandparents were thinking about being fit. Mm -mm. Um, I kind of feel like fitness was baked into their daily lives. Like you worked outside or my grandfather, like he lifted steel yeah. for a living. And he did it, like, since he was eight years old. So there was no thought in his mind about being fit. And this this was a guy who had muscles well into his 80s, as they used to say, he was struck, right. you know. Um, my grandmother ran around and she chased 12, 13 kids. I mean... She was busy. She was busy. Yeah. Um, and then moving into my mom's, um, her generation, uh, she was one of the first ones to have an actual career. Mm -hmm. So sitting down a lot, um, you know, the stress of career and not necessarily thinking about working out to be healthy. Um, there's a big shift in thought. So I want to know from you two, uh, whether or not you are seeing Americans really understanding um, the benefits of fitness. Um, I would say it depends on the generation for sure. Um, just like how you said with your... Uh, family, my dad's the same way, you know, they don't really see, you know, going to the gym as such an active thing because they're so active at work. But I think as time progresses, you know, we start to see how fitness plays a role into everyday life and incorporating it into your daily schedule. Whether you're coming off of work, I'm going to go to the gym, see what happens, you know, get myself to the next level, you know, even if it's 30 minutes, if you have 30 minutes to give, great. So kind of going back off of what Tracy was saying, <clears throat> one of the first things I ask anybody when I, when I sit down and have a consultation with them is what they do for a living. Mm -hmm. How active are they during the day? Um, how If they're not as active, kind of figuring out how active they need to be to get to a certain point. Because some people, like you said, they are working a lot, moving around during the day, lifting things constantly. Not as sedentary as most people would be working in an office or something like that. So that's really, I think, would, is going to tell the difference of the necessity of fitness in your life so i just want to ask is fitness something that comes naturally or is it something a system that we've created as a society because knowing me i'm i was trying to figure out of the things that i do what is the purpose of fitness other than looking good for it? because personally to me i do fitness not only just for health reasons but to look good in my clothes right you know and and the work that i do doesn't really require me to be fit you know to have nice hard abs and pecs and stuff like that. So is fitness something that as a society we've kind of constructed for that cosmetic reason or does it go a little bit deeper? Um, I think there are layers in this because, you know, a lot of us, a lot of people come up to us and say like, I want to get in a gym. But their first thing is because they had a health scare and then they had the health scare and then like, actually, I actually don't feel good. I actually don't look good. And then you peel back more and more layers it always takes that one thing to kind of like put you in a perspective. Now, do I feel like it is kind of a um, like something that we created 
in a sense, like it wasn't just naturally here. Yes, because it's a problem. Now you create a solution. So do I feel like there is um, like a society for it or a construct for it nowadays? Absolutely. We didn't have gyms in like the the night like earlier. That wasn't a real thing. But nowadays you go. There's like one gym down the street. There's a private gym two blocks away. That wasn't really a thing back then. But now since, you know, obesity rates getting higher, fighting that uh, problem. So I do think there is a construct to this. Being a, a veteran, former military guy, mm-hmm. physical fitness was like a daily part of, of my life back in the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did it 5.30 in the morning, whether you came in from the club at 5 o'clock, mm-hmm. tore up, but 5.30 you were out there, <laughs> whether it was yeah. cold, wet, we were in the grass doing sit-ups, push-ups before we run. And can can both of you touch and give your perspective on the importance of exercising and getting your day started with exercise? Does that affect your metabolism throughout the day? Does it make you feel better throughout the day? Is it even important? What is the difference um, in, in, in how you're going to feel whether you exercise first thing in the morning or if you're exercising at night before you go to bed i'm a big morning workout guy not only does it make me feel good um just naturally it boosts endorphins and stuff like that i'm essentially getting the biggest physical part of my day out of the way i'm doing it as soon as i wake up some people that are waiting until like 6 30 to do it given a lot of people it's going to be based off schedule and stuff like that but me personally if i wake up and i do my squats and stuff like that I'm way ahead of most people that are still in bed. Yeah. It's a it's a discipline thing. So, so but yeah. is is your metabolism affected during the day if you get up first thing in the morning and you get that heart rate up and that blood pumping and get those joints moved out? Yeah. Does that affect your metabolism throughout the day? Does it speed it up? It, in a sense, it does speed up your metabolism in a sense because you want to essentially get your body on the same routine every single day. So if I'm waking up, I'm going to work, work out at like 5.30. I'm going to do that Monday. I'm going to do it Tuesday. Then you start to train your body to start going and keep going. And as we talk about scheduling, I feel like morning workouts are always the best. Now, if it's not suitable for you, then you can transition into the nighttime. But to your point, it is better for you to start working out as first thing out the way. Get it out the gate. Um, I'm interested. Is there like an addictive quality towards fitness? Can it be addictive to some people? Absolutely. Have to do uh huh. 100%. And like I always tell people, I'm like, for people who, for people who it's difficult for to stay in that habit, I tell them, like, get through that, like, first two to three weeks of you consistently working out. And then when you go without it for a couple of days, you're going a little crazy. Like, you need it. 100%. Or, like, especially when you, like, see yourself progressing in weights. Like, if you lift weights like me and Riley do, you know, when you, get past that threshold and you're like yeah i got it then you're like what's next what's next or like you switch your routine around or you switch your split days you're like i'm so excited i'm so ready to come in the gym i'm ready to try something completely new that's the that's a good addiction that's what you want to have when you get into the fitness industry and the fitness world is always trying to find something new or getting yourself started on something mm-hmm. going back to um howard's point about starting your day and whether or not you are burning um, your calories a little bit more efficiently. 
um, and, and setting up your day because um, low-key or high-key. Um, <laughs> Bianca is actually my trainer. <laughs> Raleigh is, is Darren's trainer. Um, one of the things that I have found, um, because I'm getting back into exercise after many years of not being active, and I'm a former athlete and dancer, um, so you never think when you're young and, and you're active that you'll actually come to a time period where exercising will be hard, right? Um, and suffering, I suffer from uh, autoimmune issues. I have found that I definitely can kind of um, work more efficiently. Like how I eat is, yeah. is, is definitely geared to how I'm going to work out. And I think I, I am a much more efficient uh, metabolizer of calories mm -hmm. because that's how I start my day. And going back to what you said, Raleigh, like that discipline. Mm -hmm. um, we went from working out in the evening with you all to switching right. to the morning. And you guys and both love it. Yeah, I, I love it way more. Um, I think I'm able to stay with it more because I, I am a person who hated the gym. As like, soon as we made that switch, you were like, yeah. Bianca, I'm so ready to go work out. Like, yeah. 11.30 is way better than 7.30 p.m. Like, yeah. you know, you're coming in from working all day. You know, you're tired. You know, we talk about our day and you're groggy. But 11, you haven't even started your day yet. Yeah, and I, I'm pumped. it rolling, right? Yeah, so. I'm pumped. And, and it helps me throughout the day um, kind of stay that way. I don't even eat my first real meal until after we work out. I usually start the day with, like, smoothies and, and uh, juices and um, work off that sucrose and, and fructose. Yeah. And um, then by the time I get to work at noon, that's kind of when I eat. And yeah. pretty much it's the same for you. Sure, work up an appetite helps you to work up an appetite, you know, mm -hmm. instead of just coming out the bed and going straight to the breakfast table. But uh, uh, one thing I wanted to uh, touch upon is that our subtitle for today's episode is basically fitness for all. I want to ask, what is your philosophy of, about making fitness accessible to everyone? Um, I would definitely say figuring out what kind of fitness you want to partake in because I feel like there's this idea that fitness happens in the gym. Fitness doesn't happen to happen in the gym. There's a bunch of other recreational things that you could be doing outside of being with weights and stuff like that that's going to benefit your body a lot too. And a lot of people fall out, like you said, you're an ex-athlete. A lot of people fall out of that because they're not a kid and they're not on a school sport team or something like that. But me personally, I've stayed involved with not only working out and stuff like that, mixed martial arts, boxing, flag football and stuff like that. There's a lot of recreational basketball leagues, especially out here in Tampa. There's, there's a lot of different outlets for you to get some type of fitness in without having to force yourself into, into the weights. Right. The weights are beneficial 100%. Absolutely. I do advise finding your way to the weights when you find yourself comfortable, but that's not the only place. And speaking of that, that's a good um, segue into my next question. You said weights. So I want, I want each of you to touch on muscular endurance and explain to us about that, mm -hmm. cardiovascular endurance, and is it important to uh, obtain muscle failure while, while lifting weights or doing push-ups? 100%. Um, I, it's definitely, like I said, it's going to be different for everybody. But if you desire to actually put muscle on, you have to push yourself to that close to failure. You have to feel that fatigue. Um, and not only does it do something for the body, it does something for the mind as well. When you can push yourself through just a couple of, of reps, maybe 10 to five, extra, five to 10 extra seconds of work, 
imagine what you can do outside of working out if you can push yourself through those constant repetitions and let that carry over into real life things right can you extend that and talk a little bit about exercise and its impact on mental health oh i mean mental health that's like we could talk major about we could day. talk about that all day I think, I think me personally working out it started off physical 100 percent with sports and stuff like that right. but when you get older you deal with things like anxiety depression different <laughs> battles that everybody deals with everyone and goes through like it. It, it it cures it i'm telling you man when it, i fall out of my workout patterns and stuff like that from stress and outside uh issues um it's a domino effect. Everything starts going downhill because I'm not working out as much, and then I, I'm not sleeping as much. <sighs> Stuff like my my diet goes down because I'm not when I'm not working out. I'm not thinking about my diet as much. You're kind of just like at any like anything goes at that point. Like your diet 100%. goes out, your mental health goes Once out the, the door. That habitual thing goes away. Um, like I said, it's a it's a big domino effect. So how important is the diet? The diet, like as far as a um, a symbiotic. Um, relationship with the workout so this is my philosophy and I told Traces when we first talked uh, when we first met I told her I said listen diet is important but I don't want you to make it so where you have a hate for it you know I don't want you to struggle eating food like enjoy the process of eating food pick foods that you like to eat that you have a love for and just switch out some of the ingredients. Like instead of going for like heavy cream, you know, yeah. go for something like, you know, almond milk or something instead. Mm -hmm. So where you can still get the full effect of you eating the food, but it won't be as bad. Like I love to eat. I'm I'm not going to sit up here in front. Me and Riley talk about food all yeah, day. We love food. And we, we all do. As we Americans, we, and as humans, we just like to eat in general. I always tell my clients, I don't want you to sit up here and hate it. Okay. Let's talk about it. You know. Everything's in moderation. It's okay to go out, have fun, you know, drink a little bit, you know, just don't go crazy. I'm not a stickler on it when it comes to nutrition, but it should always be something that you should have in the back of your mind that I can't be out here having 17 shots and eating three empanadas and this, that, and the third and going crazy. <laughs> it's okay. Like, it's okay every <laughs> once in a while, but you know, you don't, you never want to be a stickler on it. You don't want to hate the well, idea. Well, not to defend the shots, but uh, nothing, nothing some of them to the shots. have zero calories. <laughs> hey, listen, I mean? and also, I mean, to your point, listen, you got to understand too. Do your research. Tequila has less calories than say vodka. Vodka carries weight, like Tito's. And you can't have you can't have Tito's. Well, thank God, I only had te uh, 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 to tequila that. before hey, I came. Doing don't your research. Do your yeah, research. Instead don't of drink girl drinks. <laughs> well, I don't drink so, girl drinks. And also, <laughs> also, don't go order a double whopper with fries right. and onion rings and a diet coke. Exactly. You know, you'll be satisfied with just having, say, like, just half of a burger or like, eat the burger. Just don't feel bad about it. You know, you yeah. know what you did. And like, sometimes think of it like like this: um, if two burgers is definitely. Uh, a better option than burgers with a burger with a side of loaded greasy salty Absolutely. fries right obviously like we you still got some carbs on the burger we got we got bread you can but you can select different bread too you can get whole grain bread it doesn't have to be that white bread i would i would rather you eat something than not eat anything at all right that's 100%. the that's the yeah. misconception right. too like oh i'm gonna go out and just not eat anything and just you know eat ice water like <laughs> no and give me give me y'all take on how important is cardio? Oh, 
cardio is very important. I think cardio is definitely important, but then I think it goes back to figuring out what type of cardio you like to do. It doesn't have to be on the treadmill. I I do a lot of boxing work with my my clients. We're on the mitts, and Mm -hmm. people fall in love with it like that. Like, they never go back to running or something like Mm -hmm. that. But if it's not, like, something like that for you, the stair stepper is going to be, it's pretty low impact. You don't have to be running or anything like that. You don't have to be jumping around on the jump rope. Um... So find out what works for you, what you enjoy, and what gets you results. And also, at the same time, you got to understand the goal that you want to get at. If, you're, if your main goal is to lose weight, then you create a program where cardio isn't where you're on it for two and a half hours. Yes, right. If your goal is to put on muscle mass, like, you know. Integrate well, it. Integrate it with, like, say, HIT, where you're doing strength training and cardio. You don't have to worry about burning yourself out to a complete dust, like, Mm-hmm. <laughs> once you, I feel like once you figure out your goal, then you can kind of figure out your cardio. Now, I always suggest with my with people that I work with, do hit hits forty five minutes mm-hmm. of hard work, and hit stands for high intensity interval training. And I teach those classes sometimes, so I always recommend hit into their program because it's just easier. If you're already lifting weights, hits not going to be that 100%. bad, and it, it's great it, cardio. It save you a lot of time as well. Yeah, I mean we'll. You might die just a little bit, but... It's going to be some intense work. It's 100%. definitely worth it. As Captain America says, walk it off. Walk I mean... Off. We got ice. Just put your hands up. Yeah, Rub your head like we this. got water. <laughs> get a break. It feels good to get through that tough, real tough circuit, though. Yeah. And then you're good afterwards. You I would say hits... Like, Let's go again. Hits definitely a rewarding oh, yeah, type 100%. of class. It's the most rewarding, uh, I think, uh, workout that I do during the week. Is it? No, 100%. no, for sure. I want to shift the conversation a little bit. Um, and talk about some of the impediments to a good workout schedule. Um, a lot of people start and then they don't keep it up. Um, so there's a couple of things um, that are dear to you that you wanted to talk about. Um, let's talk a little bit about social media and how it's helped or hindered um, the overall fitness journey for many. Uh, yeah, so go ahead, Riley. So, um, like you said, it, it helps, but it also can hinder. I think it's, you know, um, smart to figure out what you're looking at and have a good understanding of what social media fitness is and what fitness in the real world is. Absolutely. Because um, you go down my social media, it's going to be good lighting. It's going to be a video that I chose that was the best one of the day. I'm going to make sure that my social media is dressed up. I'm not going to look in person walking down the street as I might look with a nice pump on in the gym in my best workout clothes and stuff like that. So there's definitely, you know, people follow a lot of social media influencers and stuff like that. And that's what they do. They're not trainers. They're not me and Bianca. Some of them are 100%. Some of them are trainers. But at the end of the day, they are fitness influencers. They are good at social media. That's, that's what they, that's their profession. I, I feel like, and to add to Riley's point and you know, we're a little bit younger in the industry. So with the social media, we see a lot of fluff, uh, as you might call it, mm-hmm. in terms of people might know what they're talking about, but behind in the industry, you know that 90% of them don't know what they're talking yeah. about. Right. And it's it's kind of disheartening because we'll get people come in and they'll be like, I seen this person on Instagram. I want to look like her. And I'm like, okay, well, do you know what she did to get that? Like, you don't know exactly what she did. Right. She could have got. I'm not, I'm not dis- discrediting anybody, but... You know, she might have gotten surgery. Don't know what she did. She could have got lipo. You don't know. Realities. You don't know exactly what they did to get this body. So you kind of have to 
switch the mindset from saying I want a body like so and so to I want to work on so and so. I want to work on my legs. I want to work on my cardio. I want to work on these things mm-hmm. instead of wanting to paint yourself as somebody else. Yeah. And I think social media puts a real big red flag mm-hmm. in terms of trying to figure that out, you know, mm-hmm. trying to separate the two. Now, I, I'll give credit to some people. They work really hard for their bodies and mm-hmm. they work really hard. And, you know, you ask questions. Always, always ask questions because if you don't ask the right questions, you'll never get the right answer. That kind of reminds me of the people who uh, look at some stuff online and decide that they're an herbalist right? Yeah. versus somebody who studies mm-hmm. and becomes a practicing herbalist. You can do a lot of harm mm. to people when you don't really know what you're talking about and you're not well-researched. Yeah, Riley? I, I got so invested on what you were saying. <laughs> right. There's a lot of constructive realities there. Yeah. You know? Actually, I watched a lot of WKRP in Cincinnati and became radio guy. <laughs> so, you know, lightning does strike white. Stuck, oh, stuck, strike once. It's funny because we'll go, like, we'll be in the gym all day uh-huh. and we'll just watch people. I swear, being in a gym is better than watching people in the mall. Wow. Because it's like people watching and it's like, uh-huh. I know you got that off of social media. You didn't actually mm-hmm. do your research behind it. And you'll, so, you'll see people do exercises that, you know, for one, can really, really take you out, like injury-wise. Mm-hmm. Or two, it's just very counterproductive. Like you're not going to get the best results from doing this. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when we, you know, try to correct them, they'll kind of be kind of... Uh, they get well, aggy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would say they're a little arrogant to the the idea of, you know, we're professionals. Mm-hmm. Let us help you out. But they'll be like, you know, no, I don't need any help. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. Continue on, friend. Hey, more power to you. I'll say a lot of the stuff in fitness if you decide to go without a trainer i definitely say having if it's if it's not a trainer someone you pay for have some type of guidance um but if you don't have that like it's a lot of it's trial and error like you're gonna try things that might work for other people and it might not work as well for you so figure out what works for you like she said there's a lot of people who do certain movements and stuff on 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 social media um some of it's going to be pretty wacky and you know obviously if it's something that's risky that you're going to do find someone who knows what they're doing to to really teach you how to do it rather than just grabbing it off some Instagram video or something like that. And I will say this, like being athletes definitely help us into the fitness industry because, yeah. you know, we had practices, we have lifting, we have coaches that are set in place to help to make sure that we're doing everything mm-hmm. proper. So I will give credit to athletes in general because yeah. without that structure, you wouldn't, necessarily know what you're doing they definitely set some a good base with really good fundamentals being in sports especially if you go into college sports Mm -hmm. so you want to talk a little bit about the challenges that the pandemic uh brought to the fitness journey and Mm -hmm. how the two of you battled that Mm -hmm. i would say right before the pandemic other than recently i'm definitely very happy with how I look and how I feel recently, but I was doing really, really, really good before the pandemic happened. And then as you guys know, especially in New York, every single gym closed. It it was a wrap, like everything, everything was down. The whole country was down. So figuring out how to maintain all these good gains that I just got over the last two, three months was really, really difficult. I wasn't a certified trainer at that point. I was thinking about it. I was heavy into fitness and stuff like that, but I didn't have tools at home. I didn't have a pull-up bar. I didn't have nothing. I had one little barbell with them plastic 
filled with cement weights. But you make Ooh. it work. You make it work. You got to figure out what tools you're going to use, what you're going to replace that you would typically use in the gym. Um, but it, it wasn't easy. It definitely wasn't easy. Uh, yeah, my my experience during a pandemic is different from, uh, you know, people in New York. Florida didn't really yeah. close down as much as, yeah, we close you know, there. but we still couldn't come to the gym yeah. because, you know, everything was closed down. Mm -hmm. So um, when the pandemic started, I was still in school at the time. So uh, going to school and going on, they went completely online. Yeah. I couldn't go anywhere. Whack. So in the meantime, I had to, you know, figure out what I'm going to do at home. And at the same time, too, I was trying to figure out, like, oh, am I going to become a, a personal trainer? Yeah. Am I going to be working from home? I scratched that working from home. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was making up all types of workouts at home. I was jump roping and putting weights in a backpack yep. and doing walking lunges on the sidewalk. Like, just I so I could keep myself afloat. What? <laughs> For like, real. I don't took the I took the chair. Yeah, I took the chair. Started making like box squats with mm -hmm. the chair. I was rice bags. So so how did the pandemic affect you and your guys' clients? Did y'all guys do Zoom workouts or so that I kind of started? I got my certification right mid pandemic, so it was kind of hard to get it started more than anything. So I was uh, just in my basement. Uh, had to get some tools and stuff like that, obviously. So I eventually found a bench press for like 75 bucks on Facebook Market. Um, saved up for a little power tower with a pull-up bar. And just started having my friends come in. Um, and just actually being able to, to get them results mm -hmm. with limited um, supplies and stuff like that. Um, it, it, it felt pretty good. Um, and just to be able to transfer from being there going into an entire gym was definitely, I, I would say, a big... It, it was a little scary mm -hmm. going from the basement right. to a big commercial gym, but you have so much available to you as far as not only just, like, having an actual gym, but, like, talking with people who've been in the, the business for years. I had nobody like that, especially in small-town upstate New York where I was from. Not a lot of trainers. So coming here to Florida where everybody's fit, um, you definitely learn some things being in the in the field. Everybody's fit in Florida because I, I missed that. Like, hey, hey, to hey. New York, I mean, <laughs> when Give I first up. came down here, my first ever visit. I just want to say thank you, like from hey, the bottom look, of my heart. You look good. You look good. You look damn good. Everybody here is naked. That's why. Because everyone wants to go to the beach. That's you know, what they want their their tats. Right. Um, I would say for me, during the pandemic, I I was still working my other job at the time. I was working from home, so I wasn't. I was making that transition into. Um, becoming a personal trainer. So I had a lot of downtime to think about, you know, is this something that I want to do? Do I want to work from home for the like rest of my life or become a personal trainer? But I was still working out. So a lot of people would still ask me questions. I would train my friends. Um, and then something hit me while I was at home. I said, I, I don't want to do this anymore. So then I went to that next stage and I'm glad the pandemic happened because I I didn't see myself doing this. Essentially, this wasn't a path that I planned on going on. So uh, I would say the pandemic kind of started helping me build my clientele per se. I didn't really have any clients at the moment, but then you know that spark came, and then I decided I wanted to do this, and that's where everything kind of went from there. So was it post pandemic that helped you build your clients? I would say post pandemic. Once the gyms open back up. Yeah, once I so I started working as soon as the gym started working, opening back up, and then that kind of just wildfire 
for me. Yeah, it's interesting how the uh, pandemic kind of gave us the opportunity to do a lot of reflection about what we're doing individually, about what we're going to be doing for our careers and stuff of that nature. So I would like to ask you, with this in mind, where's the fitness industry heading in the next, say, five to ten years, in your opinion? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say the fitness industry is probably, in my opinion, is going to be more instruction online. I would say a lot of people, a lot of trainers, not taking away from the gym or anything, but I'm, I will say that um, a lot of trainers are going online. And that whole online thing obviously stemmed from the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like to add to that, my cousin, he's a strength and conditioning coach for the uh, University of Texas Longhorns football team. He was with the Buccaneers for eight years. Mm-hmm. And when he came here, he came from... I think the University of Kansas, and he still had clients out yeah. there in Kansas. Yeah. yeah, and he was the first person I saw while we were out just chilling to give, like on a Zoom or Facetime, yeah. working his clients out right. across the country. Yeah, and that was pre-pandemic. Right. So it's, the, it's been happening, and it's I'm, I'm it's, sure it's definitely even more now. A lot yeah. of people are heading towards the online world now. The only thing that's downside about that is that, you know, you don't really get to see everything hands-on. Yeah. You know, Zoom calls are great, but the angles, I, I don't know if you're you necessarily doing it. You can't the in-person experience. That's yeah. Yeah, I'm with her. It's all, definitely all about the angles. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bianca and Riley, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, where can they find you? Ooh. Well, you can find me on Instagram. That's that's the first stop. Um, you want to say? Your- oh, yeah. So my Instagram handle is going to be um, Bianca, B-I-A-N-C-A with three A's and my middle name, dot E-Z-I. That's my Instagram. Uh, Don't worry, guys. I made it way easier for you. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's just going to be my last name, R-A-N-N-E, fitness. Fine. You can also find me on Instagram. That's definitely where you'll see uh, most of my fitness stuff posted, and you can definitely get a hold of me there. Well, we have got to wrap this up, but before we do, I want to take a minute to say they are A, number one trainers. Um, We do have their fitness content on our Patreon. So you can find us at patreon.com backslash Southern Alchemy Wellness. That's patreon.com backslash Southern Alchemy Wellness for wonderful workouts for um, people who haven't worked out in a long time, first time uh, fitness people. Um, We're going to be uploading fitness for people with autoimmune issues for people over the age of 40, 50. Um, so look for that content there. We want to thank you for coming today. And this is Darren Person uh, closing for Southern Alchemy Wellness. This is Howard Word. Another delightful and enchanting and enlightening session with these two personal trainers. 
Hey, I'm gonna use my gym membership that I pay for tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, come on down, man. Because because before, come on the down. The only thing, the closest I got to gym, I got a buddy named James, and I called him Jim for short. There you go. <laughs> well, now you now you got two more. This was lit, y'all. Thank you so much for thank coming. You. Thank, thank you, you so much, us. Tracy Person. Thank you and good night from the Alchemy of Wellness.